This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of religious homophobia. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello, welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jen. My name is Christina, and we are your co-conspirators in plotting whatever the heck cisgender straight people think it is we're doing. Uh, Christina, can you talk about what's on the bi schedule for today? Yes, I can. Uh, this is a pseudo, like, I'm excited this is happening, and pseudo-apology because we have my younger sister here, uh, and we have exactly the same voice. So I apologize in advance for the two people who will be talking about bisexuality with the literal exact same voice. I'll try to do it with more Tazzy Flair. Sorry, that was Rachel. This is me, Christina. <laughs> I'm sorry if you got confused. But anyway, then Jen's gonna lead a, a game as usual. As usual. <laughs> so what's up, Rachel? Hello, I'm so honored to be on your show. Tell us about you. Uh, well, I'm fascinated to hear about your upbringing and who was your favorite sibling. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I don't pick favorites. Uh, but uh, She's pointing at me right now and going, it's you, it's definitely you. Don't tell the other siblings, but it's you. It's true. I can't deny it. Anyway, um, my name is Rachel Higgins. I'm 21 years old. I go to Semple University studying biology with the hope of studying genetics and microbiology in the future to cure cancer everywhere. Oh, I forgot to and tell other you cool she's a boss-ass bitch. Anyway, That's awesome. Um, what else? I snowboard. Um, I'm a big sister in Philadelphia, and this is my second Christina Higgins podcast that I've been starring on. Yay. You know it. The first one was Bloodsuckers. No. Look it up. <laughs> a fantastic Twilight, the second most popular Twilight podcast. You gotta Google Christina, how many episodes in a, in a row will your sordid past haunt us? <laughs> I don't know. In a row. You're so lucky. <laughs> it was super exciting to me when you came out as bi because, coincidence, I'm also bi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to talk about how cool that was? Um, well, at first, I didn't think that there were allowed to be two in a family. <laughs> and so I was like, nah, Rach, that's probably not you. That's, that's your sister's thing. Just... I don't know, man. Lay low. Like, don't don't think about it. <laughs> Someone already got to it. Yeah, I'm like, what are the chances you got two bisexuals in one family? I mean, come on. But I mean, like, I mean, on a scientific level, maybe that is a guy chance. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have not proven any long. Yeah, I've I've uh, heard of families where it's like most of the siblings are queer in some capacity, or like all the siblings are queer in some. Uh, some capacity. Mm. Um, I think that's like a pretty common misconception that like there's only like the one gay cousin or the one gay sibling and it's like now nah, we're everywhere. I never really like figured out what was the exact point that you started identifying that you were bi or something like that. Ha, it sort of just neither. like <laughs> happened to us. Yeah. 
Um, well, you kind of laid the groundwork of like bursting that bubble in the family of like, oh, hey, there could be a gay child. And it was like, oh, okay, like we all accept you and it's all good and we're all fine. And then I was like, oh, okay, like cool. And so like, I guess I like started like figuring it out more and more until I finally came upon the label. And then I was like, oh, all right, word. And then I figured, hey, if my parents already accepted my one sibling, if everyone accepted her, well, like, I don't know, like, why do I need to come out to be like, oh, also me? And they'd be like, <laughs> round two, you're also accepted. <laughs> or a twist, and they'd be like, nah, we only get one today. Get out of here. <laughs> but, um, no, I was just like, I don't know. I, I, would, I just figured I was like, it'll come up, like, later like you know I figured once I bring home a girl I was like that's when I'll do it like that mm -hmm. I feel like that would be fitting and honestly like I don't know those other shits didn't have to come out so True. <laughs> um so like let's talk about it from my end so here's what happened on okay. the Christina side yeah 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 what happened was so like and like we've all probably encountered this too where like somebody will be like oh I was chatting with my girlfriend or something and it's like are you gay or are you just talking about your girlfriend or somebody would be like, mm. oh my God, Karen Nutley's oh. so cute. And I'm like, do you mean you like her hair or do you mean that she's cute and you'd want to marry her? So <laughs> have you thought about a future together? <laughs> so like every once in a while you started just being like, oh yeah. And this, that like you'd say something that sounded like you were bi and I'm like, I don't want to pressure Rachel into the, I don't want to be like, oh, so are you gay? Like I get it. You're the gay sibling. Like good job, Christina. <laughs> Like, shoving it down our throats. But then, like, you kept saying them. I'm like, is try Rachel trying to hint at something? They're like, what's going on? And then we I'm got drunk. I'm trying to make at, it as casual as possible. Which led to our cousin's wedding, mm -hmm. where we were pretty drunk. And I just, in the middle Christina of the day. Christina was shit-faced. I do not want to be linked where we were pretty drunk. Christina was dead. <laughs> I was dead later. <laughs> but we're on the dance floor, and I'm like, are you bi? <laughs> and Rachel's like, yes. And I'm like. Great, fine, okay, good, let's keep dancing. We were also slow dancing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. It was a really good time. <laughs> well, because Katrina's so short, she just, like, laid her head in my non-existent boobs. It was just, like, a really good wedding. It's weird, like, mm -hmm. trying to uh, navigate the difference between, like, I shouldn't have to come out, like, this didn't yeah. have to be a thing, and mm -hmm. then, like... The, the coming out and like being open, like it's impact on the world around you and things like that. Mm. And yeah. in an, I guess in the ideal world of queer theory and magical queer studies, nobody would have to come out because gender's dead and sexuality's dead and we're all just doing whatever it is we want. One but... day, one day. Hey, hey. Maybe. Anyway. But that's not, that. we're in 2018 and <laughs> yeah. we haven't reached Everyone's that point yet. Everyone's auto straight, which is neato. Well, that was also a huge part of my struggle was just being that auto straight for the longest time and thinking that all of my feelings were normal straight. Uh, yeah, I was about to, can you elaborate on what you mean by like auto straight? Yes, actually, I have a very vivid memory of a sleepover I had in high school where I was talking to my friends about girls, I guess. And I was just like, oh, well, yeah, like, I mean, I guess everyone thought about, like, kissing a girl or, like, having sex with a girl or something, anything with girls. And all my friends just, like, were like, no, absolutely not even a little bit, not even cross my mind. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Just curious, just, just to, like, all right. Oh, that, that ends my survey. That ends my random question. Okay. Oh, because literally, like, the amount of times is, like, I think it's just, like, this assumption that all women are a little bit gay or something. Like, mm. I've heard that 
a million bajillion times. So I always thought, like, oh, yeah, like, the attraction I feel towards women is actually, like, what other women are feeling. Like, all straight women are kind of feeling this way. We all, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, because I always assume, like, oh, I'm always, like, I like if I have a feeling towards a guy, like, that's a crush. Because, like, automatically I know, like, oh, I'm supposed to like guys. And, like, I do have crushes. And I did have crushes. I had lots of crushes on guys. But I also had feelings towards girls that I couldn't really explain. And I thought they were, like... I don't know, like, uh. <laughs> straight feelings about girls that straight people have every I was time. like, yeah, everyone <laughs> imagines kissing, having sex with a girl, whatever, like, having a romantic life together. <laughs> We're all thinking about this, right? <laughs> I was like, we all just boggle that in our brains. And so, like, I never even considered the idea of dating a girl for the longest time because I was just like, oh, well, I am straight, obviously, because I like boys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's, like, actually a really common struggle. I've seen a lot of people talk about, like, oh, I just assumed everyone felt that way, mm-hmm. and that was a normal part of being a straight person. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I think that a lot of people think that, like, being, like, aesthetically attracted to somebody mm-hmm. or, like, mm-hmm. very invested in a friendship with that, like, and any strong feeling... Yeah. towards somebody could be considered romantic like it or like sexual like it gets lumped in there so i feel like when a lot of straight people say like oh everybody feels a little bit gay they're sort of lumping in those feelings yeah, yeah. or they ha- do feel that way towards somebody of the same gender but still want to identify as straight mm-hmm. so then they're like oh the solution is every straight person feels that way i'm straight and i feel that way mm-hmm. it's fine if you feel if if you feel a way that is like romantic or sexual towards somebody who is not like it, like it, that's something that's not like within heterosexuality but you still want to identify as straight that's fine that's absolutely yeah. fine it like it is your label yeah. it is your identity and it's your life you do mm. you i'm not here to tell everybody no you're wrong you're gay yeah but don't <laughs> do it don't want. force that on us, don't force yeah. that on me. Yeah. Look, Kinsey did not die for our sins so that we would live in absolutes. <laughs> he made it so that the low end of that spectrum could get pretty gay while still being straight, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. But, Here's yeah. Kinsey. Oh! Well, the Kinsey scale is, um... Well, I'll pull it up right now. Also... This is so exciting. Also, by the way, Tabby Cat, a really good Chrome extension, is recommending a cat named Terrible Dweeb, <laughs> which is a good cat name. Okay, Kinsey scale. All uh, right. So. If we talk, if we keep this within the podcast, which I do encourage, I will also uh, post information online about the Kinsey scale, like mm. on our Facebook page, so that people know what it is we're referring to. Because yeah. some of it's like a visual scale, and I want people to know yeah. what that scale looks like. Though it's pretty straightforward. Alfred Kinsey, um, along with. Some other folks he worked with, but I mean, his name's on the scale, so I'm gonna give him top credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He developed a scale that was like from zero to six, which is a weird. You know, weird the gay range. number. <laughs> yeah, six is the gay number. <laughs> and it's like zero is exclusively heterosexual and six is exclusively homosexual, but it's a whole oh, scale. It's all, yeah. it's a spectrum. That's actually funny that you mentioned that because first when I was coming out, the first person to like not to address it very clearly was my dear boyfriend, Kevin Lee. And he was, oh my God. I was drunk and I choked about threesome 
Yeah, but like not with an actual person that was anywhere near us. I just, I don't, I to don't know how. just I, went, threesomes are funny. No, was, I forget. <laughs> it was like something like, oh, like imagine it's the way Gal Gadot was here. She didn't exist in my head at the time, which like I was just waiting for her. But anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah. And he was like, eh, do you like girls? And I was like. I guess. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) All these things I'm saying and thinking, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And, but then at the time I'm like, uh, but I'm probably like, uh, like I said in a way where I'm like, but I'm probably more straight than gay, where I'm like, oh, I'm like this percentage straight and this percentage gay. But then Mm -hmm. it's like, as I'm like growing more into that realization, I'm like, am I that straight? Am I, uh, but also I'm not straight at all because I'm my own identity outside of that. Like that's also something I came to terms with is like, I'm not one or the other. I'm a whole different thing that has multiple interests. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the cool thing about bisexuality is there's no real wrong way to do it, except I guess to be exclusively (laughs) heterosexual. That is kind of a wrong way. Yeah. Because, like, and the, the um, scale does mm. really um, account for this, where it's like, oh, maybe in terms of male and female, mm. which, I mean, it's an old scale. But yeah. it's like, oh, if you're a man who's, like, mostly into women, but you do like men, you're still on the scale. Mm-hmm. If you're mostly into men, but you still do like women, you're on the scale. If you like everyone equally, yeah, right there on the Numero scale. Numero three. Yeah. Um, yeah, as, as Jen mentioned, it was, it was, uh, developed in the 70s, like, mm. a, like, I, I would not con- suggest the Kinsey scale as, like, a hard and fast approach to, um, queer studies or anything like that. Roll up to every bar, like, what number are you guys? <laughs> I'm looking for a number four tonight, where you at? <laughs> Uh, for, and, I mean, for starters, uh, Alfred Kinsey mostly interviewed gay men. Um, mm. He uh, bent a lot of the results to mm. fit his own theories, which is not a good idea to do in... I'm sorry, there was an actual study to come up with that triangle? Yes. Um, well, yeah. not to come up with the triangle. Like, he Mediocre. did other studies and stuff <laughs> like that. But, like, yeah, a lot of his... Uh, like, he made some sort of claim that, like, I don't know, 60% of men are gay. But he'd just be like, hey, do you breathe? And they're like, yeah, I guess he's like... G-A-Y. So, yeah. Uh, And, like, of course, it's, like, a binary Mm. way of looking at um, queerness and sort of perpetuates the idea that, like, being bisexual means you're, like, this much straight and this much gay. All that said, it was a good development in a unstudied territory. It was a really nice step towards the idea of just regarding it on a spectrum like we do now. Yeah. Um, I do have to say... Uh, you can take tests to see, like, what number you are on the scale. Mm. I don't recommend that if you're a young queer person trying to figure yourself out, because I did that, and it just confused me more. Because as it turns out, it uh, does not take asexuality into account at all. <laughs> so I was like, I don't, what? I don't feel, what? And then by the end, it was like, you're an error, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a computer <laughs> shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to have Someone... sex with this person or this person? Something's wrong with the test. Sorry, I need a minute. <laughs> yeah, I forget if it's on the Kinsey scale or like something that got developed later. There's literally just an X option where it's like, you're nothing. And it's like, that's not how oh, any of that works. I think I got an X and like young Jen was just like what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> the attraction is canceled. It's a target. They're coming. They're coming for you, Jen. Yeah, I was. I was desperately trying to figure myself out, and they're just like, "You're marked for exclusion." <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, so 
moving on mm. because uh, there was another subject that I wanted to chit chat today. Yeah. Um, along with the many wonderful parts of our upbringing, we were both raised Christian and mm. we both attended the same camp. Yes, and uh, we came out a little different. Uh, <laughs> it did. Oh, that's a double joke. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, Rachel and I were both raised Episcopalian. Um, I now identify as an atheist, and Rachel, you still Episcopalian? Some type of Christian? <laughs> Some type of Christian. Christian. Word. All right. <laughs> and in fact, you became a counselor at the... And were a counselor for, like, a bit. Five years. Yep. I was uh, a counselor, main head counselor, versus, and then uh-huh. director of the children's program there. Which was, like, super impressive, too, like, by the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> That's like us, Higgins, is to just immediately take, like, a management position. Um, <laughs> next year, oh, my God. No, my second year, I applied to work in the older kids program because I was, like, I feel like, just as a counselor, I was, like, I feel like, like, the person who was leading it, I really wanted to work with her. I was, like, I feel like I have so much, like, knowledge and, like, experience to shed on, on like, middle school kids because, like, I felt very passionate about how crappy my middle school life was. Um, and then they were like, mm, what if instead you were in charge of all the children? Because <laughs> that was a, including my director. <laughs> Dang. Uh, so, and this this camp was specifically Christian as well, in case, like, mm. I didn't, I feel like I was just like, and we went to a camp. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wah. No, it was a um, Christian camp with the intention to convert children to Christianity or okay sorry the the word conversion was strong it introduce it's an evangelical like camp where we're like we're just trying to spread the gospel we weren't like oh you need to be Christian Catholic we had a specific doctrine that we fell under but it was like some jumble of words that I was just like yeah not interested yeah it was pretty like you like Jesus I also, like, kick but, it. Yeah. Let's and go zip like, line and baby. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not like, go sit in this cabin and watch Bible Man until you believe. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, I would say, like, between those two, I'm going to say it's like uh, more leaning towards the yes, let's go zip lining, Jesus loves you sort of thing. But oh, cool. I do recognize that you went to, like, you're four years older than me. You went to a different camp that I went to. Yeah. Because you went when you were older and you also went. When everyone apparently was a crazy person and was awful and didn't know what the the manual said, either that or the manual change the staff manual changed by the time that I was a counselor, because it very specifically says uh, not to talk about homosexuality at all and not in a way where it's like oh it doesn't exist. It's just like don't spew your opinions. Yeah, when I was working there, it was like you're just supposed to say what the Bible says and then don't really talk about it much don't reflect on it but I had a counselor I want to say when I was like probably like between like eight and ten years old and she did a thing at the beginning of the week where she was like yeah like um we like did like a little get to know you thing on like a card and then the last question was like do you have any questions like literally any questions about the bible like whatever life and I was like hey my neighbor is gay are they gonna go to hell like What's the deal? Like I've, I've heard some there? really, <laughs> I heard some really shady things. Like what's going on? <laughs> anyway, and this literally, I, re- I can remember it so well in my head. I remember exactly where I was and how I felt during it. And she was just like, she like took me aside to like, cause she really wanted to talk about this. And like everyone asked a question, but I don't know if she took everyone aside to talk about their question. And she, basically, she told me, and I like always thought 
I don't know, it just resonated a lot with me. She told me, like, okay, here's what the Bible said, like, that homosexuality is a sin. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, all right, there's also a lot of sins, like, a lot of sins. And, like, God, and God, and, like, and the definition of sin is being ungodly, being imperfect. And so it's not bad, like, sin... <laughs> it turns out it's, it's like so really hard. tough to s- talk about theology and the concepts of good and evil. And yeah. she, it turns out it's not a subject that's easy to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And it, she just basically told me she's like, yeah, like it's it's a sin, but there's also a lot of things that are sin. And I'm like, oh, so like lying, like thinking mean things, like thinking sexual things about people, like these are all sins. Eating shellfish. Uh, having clothes, yeah, <laughs> shrimp cocktail. Um, having premarital sex, uh, literally like so many different things. And then I was like, oh, okay. So it's just like it's one of those rules that it's like you like I. The point of the freaking Bible is none of us are God, and that's just the whole. Sh- like, uh, no, that's not the point. That is one big point. The there's other point a lot is, of points. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of, points. of Bible. Yeah, it's a big a, old book. Yeah. But, like, one of the biggest, yeah, one of the points is just, like, none of us are God, and, like, none of us are perfect, and we don't have what it takes to get into heaven by ourselves. And so that, yeah, meh. The whole point being that Jesus rolled up, so, like... Yeah, yeah. no, I, I would say the biggest point of the Bible was love each other, and literally, because so, we, yeah, we used to do, beginning of the week, we would do, like, the rules for the camp, and at the end of it, we'd be like, but we can sum this all up in, like, just, like, respect each other, if you're, re- or just, like, respect, like, straight on, like, if, like, you respect the camp, respect each other, respect yourself, and so, like, if you're doing all those things... All other rules fall into that. And I think the same thing, like, respect is a form of love. And it's, like, an admiration of seeing someone with value. And, like, so if we are respecting each other and loving each other, then we're not yelling at them for being gay. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, I mean, like, a lot of um, uh, the root of uh, people's conception of, like, spirituality or religion clashing mm. with queer identity is that a lot of like anti-queer rhetoric and practice and I mean law comes from the concept of queer identity not being holy or it's a sin Mm. like God doesn't want it to happen um so I think there's a validity in that anxiety of like oh if if you think it's a sin then that means like we can't live our lives and that's Mm. not cool but like I don't I like first of all there's not a whole lot of right answers in the world of figuring out exactly what is correct and incorrect, like mm-hmm. what is exactly right or wrong to do. Yeah. Like there's instances where it seems like the better answer is to lie, mm. even though lying is a sin. I had to lie. Yeah. Yeah, working there, I had to lie in order to pr- like protect myself Oof. because I, before I knew that I was gay, um, we had a counselor who had left the camp, like he worked in the day camp and he left and... He, like, had made this big post about, like, how gay he was, blah, 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 and, like, people, like, made fun of it, and, like, they were also saying, like, he cannot come back, and, like, Mm. all these different things, and it just made it very clear to me, like, if you come out, there is probably going to be a discussion, and because I worked with the youngest children at the camp, like, very intimately, like... I saw them from, like, morning until night. Like, I helped them with, like, 
literally like like six-year-olds don't know how to do things by themselves like I yeah. had to literally be with like it was me or counselors were with them helping them with everything that they needed to do whether it was getting changed to their bathing suit or get taking a shower or like it's it just like very intimate things that they were very okay with a girl counselor doing that with a female camper yeah but a gay counselor was a big no-no and I, I just did, that was why I was just not out for the longest time because I was afraid of losing my job and losing the ability to be able to spread the word of God to so many children that I've like been able to connect with and love on and for so many years. And just to know that like that could be taken away because of this horrible like idea that Christian people had and that my camp had professed almost blatantly. It was just like literally blatantly to me at one point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, like straight up blatantly to me mm. right in my face at some point. But That's awful. yeah. And I am, I do not consider like not being out as lying. I mm. like, I do not consider those things to be synonymous. However, not being out at camp and mm. I suppose lying in the face of God also means that like you were able to be there for those kids yeah. and they like, and you were able to give them the um, irreplaceable experience of being led by somebody like you. Mm. So I think so. that is a very good thing. Mm. But I'm also not God, so yeah. <laughs> I'm <don't know> wet. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that helps. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, um, what is something that you want to tell uh, cis straight people, like a misconception you hear a lot and you just want it to be done so? I know more than you. <laughs> no, <laughs> cut it. That's it. That's it. I know. That's it. That's the whole answer. More than you. If I tell you this is who I am this isn't like oh wait but maybe like I'm still questioning or like even if I'm like not 100% set in my identity I still know that and you don't literally (laughs) all of the cards are in my hand you don't know more than me on this because you have not lived my life you have not had the feelings I've had you have not done the research or reading I have you like when you, uh, like, the amount of people that I talk to about my bisexuality and then, like, they kind of, like, probe into it where it's just like, oh, well, it, doesn't everyone feel that way? Oh, doesn't, like, I don't know, doesn't, like, girls kind of like that? Or, like, oh, doesn't, like, uh, it's, like, a hundred things. And I'm, like, I definitely, probably, almost a hundred percent, like, am way ahead of you on this. Yeah. Like, you are only becoming, like, you are only learning this idea of me being bisexual right now as I tell it to you. I don't need to hear a hundred things from you about, oh, well, like, did you sleep with a girl or did you kiss a girl yet? Like, how do you know if you haven't slept with them? I think that a lot of cis straight people think that, like, doubting the identity we've figured out for ourselves is a hot take that they're presenting to us for the first time instead of something that we're going through at every fucking instance. Like, <laughs> oh, like, uh, or like right now I am having some gender strugs and that is something that is on my brain all the time and you know what? I'm a little fucking busy for it, but like, it's there anyway and I can't yeah. stop that. So like anybody who's like, 
Oh, well, like, what, have you thought of this? Yes, I've thought of it! I've been, it's been three in the morning and I've thought of it! Like, I'm dedicating 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to thinking through these exact things. Yeah, no, it's like when you're, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't find the can opener, and someone's like, look in this drawer, and I'm like, oh, shit! The right. drawer where the, the can drawer opener the goes? <laughs> like, that drawer where it usually sits? Oh, shit, man. Like, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Thank you. Fuck, like, uh, <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, no, very much it's just like, if I you have not that. done the reading I have, or, like, had the, I don't know. If, if you haven't done the work of the introspection, And also, just like, why out. doubt me? Why doubt me? Why? Yeah. Why? 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 Just, like, just live your maybe. fucking life. Yeah. Sorry, I'm glad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, that's a good one. That's yes. A, I love no it. more than you. It just straight. <laughs> yeah. I think I also want to put forth that it's like, yeah, if, if, if a queer person posts a thing about queer issues and you are not queer, maybe it's now not the time to be like, actually, I think maybe this or that. Because, and, like, imagine yeah, a world where you just let... Yeah, imagine a world where you just let queer people take the reins on queer topics. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe you have done your own research on the topic. I do think that uh, there is a certain level of education that you cannot have gotten by not being queer. Which doesn't exclude you from all conversations, but, but unless you have you're to acknowledge a, Unless it. you're a graduate from the school of hard knocks of being queer, yeah. get off of my turf. Like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Unless like, one of us has given you the super secret pin that you put on your lapel that yeah. lets other queers know that you're okay to talk about these things like you know everything about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and That's the it. super <laughs> secret pin code. Like, there's a... a, a Certain number digit yeah, that you have to type gotcha, into. Gotcha. It's a pin and a pin. It's a pin mm, pin. Yeah, I yes. love it. And if you've never heard of this, it's because you have not been chosen. You've mm. not even come. If you haven't heard, if this is your first time hearing about it, you have not even come close to yeah. earning it yet. So yeah. just keep trying. Maybe someday you'll earn your pin pin, but I so sincerely doubt it. It's just, it won't hurt to listen. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to listen. Yeah. Just open use, your ears. Use shut your, your damn use mouth. Use your ears. Oh, you can ask questions. Just don't do it in like a weird... Like question it. You can ask questions. Don't question me though. True. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ask questions in like a nice respectful way. Not like a this seems stupid way. Yeah. <laughs> like in a way where you're like, oh, actually though, you might be wrong about this yeah. and if you thing really... that you're telling me about yourself personally. And if you really look in your heart, like really very much look in your heart. You know what the difference is, and you know which one you're doing. Yeah. And we all know, and it's very transparent. Mm. So, moving on. Mm-hmm. Rachel, what's on your gay agenda? My gay agenda. Do whatever the fuck you're doing currently. And if you're not doing what you want to do right now, go do the thing you want to do. Get on this gay train and roll up to the gay town in the way you're gonna go and if people can either get on or get the fuck out because literally they're gonna look like idiots years from now when you're balling out in life and everyone else has accepted you because ideas and things just change years to years and like all of the things that suck right now probably won't suck or as much in the future and that is something to look forward so keep pedaling on your train don't pedal on a train it's not the flintstones train <laughs> i do like the idea of just this tiny like pride flag covered train with just like little wheelie pedals get on the just run, just run. it's <laughs> actually like just allegory. it's actually all of those um bicycle things at the boardwalk mm. but tied to each other 
you know? <laughs> You're just rolling down the boardwalk. That sounds really glamorous. I would be on that train. You know I like those types of bikes. <laughs> you know you do. It, I mean, honestly, Never rode one. <laughs> it, it feels that way sometimes. <laughs> honestly. Like pedaling along and sometimes it gets the, really tired. The pedaling, <laughs> the pedaling stands for emotional labor. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then sometimes... Um, someone who doesn't totally get your identity and wants to ask you a million questions just hops on the back of the train but doesn't contribute to the pedaling. <laughs> Actively pedals backwards. Yeah. I don't know if you they're can tr- break by doing that. They're dragging in my feet. train. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm trying to go full steam ahead and you're just like, oh wait, but have you thought of these three? These things that were four stations yeah. ago, it's like, nah, dog. Nah, I, I passed by that. I passed by Ripley's, believe it or not. I also set this boardwalk in Atlantic City. I uh, already passed by Ripley's, believe it or not. I believed it, and I didn't. And I'm on my way to the rainforest, motherfucker. <laughs> Sometimes, like, a man on the internet just comes over and just, like, grabs the back of the train, but just, like, limply hangs so that he drags on the boardwalk but refuses to let go. This analogy is kind of like a train, but if it steered off into the ocean. So let's move on to the game. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I thought um, we sort of combining uh, some games that we've done before. Yeah, it's a it's a hybrid type. Situation. I heard you have feelings about queer representation in media. You betcha. <laughs> Truly, so, are my sister. Oh. <laughs> so. Um, I don't really have a name for this one because I was Can gonna I say it? just call it like let's find like find the gay, mm. but I mean, I guess if you use that as like an umbrella term, I don't want to say find the queer. That sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Mm, that sounds like and find the mob the... song in Beauty and the Beast is about to happen. <laughs> um, and find the queer character is just a bit too clunky, but. Uh, I'm gonna name some media. I feel like the title's probably "Let's Talk Gay Shit About This Media." Yeah. yeah. Which character is queer AF in all these assorted things? Oh, um, so do I just like name? Hold on, I don't know how this you, game works. So Jen's gonna name like okay. a, a media type, such like film, TV, okay, uh, stuff like that that we know yeah. you're a fan of. Okay. You're gonna either say the gay character or the gay element, and you're gonna talk about it a little. Right. Or if there's if it's absolutely devoid of that, you could be like, it's devoid of it, and that's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Word, word. Okay. I'm so um, excited. Here, I'll start with a little good one, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh my god, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's the best show ever. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. One of the two shows I can name, literally, one of the only two shows I can name that said the word bisexual. Yes. Yeah. Well, so Rosa this- Diaz. I, I, I shaved my eyebrow to be like, I love her so much. She's uh, And then I loved her before I knew she was bisexual because that wasn't in the show yet. And they did with, they did it so well, too. And, uh, yeah, they did it in so many different facets where they, like, did it in front of her friends where she's uncomfortable because that's how I felt. And I was like, ah, yes, like, that's it. And, but then her friends are, like, loving on her, which is like, yeah, you know your friends are going to love you, but, you like, you're also just like, eeks, I don't know. Yeah. And then there's, like, that family aspect, which I cannot relate to because my family is dope. But, like, <laughs> there's also that family aspect of, like, oh, shit, people are bad and not fun. Yeah. yeah. I, it does not... one of the few, uh, the thing that people don't have the courage to do, which is actually say the word bisexual. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm not caught up on Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I heard about that because I follow a lot of like bi people specifically on do Twitter you, who just you? screamed, and I screamed, and I literally shouted it to my partner from a different room, and he was like, "Okay," and I was like, "You don't understand." You don't understand. The coolest thing is the ac- the actress. Um, 
Wow, why am I forgetting her name? I don't know her name oh either. You should we got other things to know. <laughs> she's, she's a wonderful woman. She is bi, and she was campaigning for Rosa to get a girlfriend for, uh, like, ever. I'm so happy so, for her then. Yeah. Uh, so, that was so easy great. mode because it does have canonically yeah. queer characters that have are just really great representation. Oh, yeah, and I was oh, shit, I forgot about Captain Holt. <laughs> I, I cried when I first noticed the pride flag on his desk. Oh, really? Wow. Oh my god, I love them because they're like a boring gay couple, and I love them so much. So oh my god. Okay, I don't know if you're still a fan of this. No, but it was go in on. your life at one point, Doctor Who and <gasps> Hard Mode. You can't say it, um, Jack Harkness. That's his name, right? Yeah. Oh, the yes. lizard lady and her like servant that they never confirm whether or not that was like a weird master servant relationship or if they were gay. But then I think later they said that she was her wife. But I was like, why is she always in a maid's outfit? Is this part mm. of the gimmick? It can so, be both. It can be both. They yeah. can be kinky gay aliens. Yeah, I have <laughs> I have feelings with capital F about Doctor Who's queer representation mm. because a lot of it is besides besides lizard lizard girl and her wife who they do establish later as a wife and it's like baller baller for a dollar um what i don't like is the sheer amount of characters i'm looking at you captain jack harkness i'm looking Mm. at you river song Mm. i'm looking at you Mm. the doctor Mm. who your Mm. idea of bisexuality is looking at the camera winking and just being like oh yeah i'll sleep with anybody but like the kid-friendly doctor who way and it's like smooch anybody yeah (laughs) it's like that's not representation. I don't want anybody getting the idea that I'll smooch them because I'm bisexual. Yeah. Everybody get away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any non-established or non-winky-winky bi characters that you, like, would like to decide right now? That, that is bi in yeah. my brain. I would like to make the little metal dog. Or, like, any uh, queer. <laughs> I don't know K-9. how. Honestly, yeah, probably. I was going to say Amy Pond, but I don't, I don't know why. I was just like, I think so. Mm. I, just, I feel it. I just now decided that Rory's a trans boy. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there's any textual evidence to support that, but I just now decided it. You now. don't need it. Yes. We just our word is low. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed. I yes. recently played Mario Kart with um my partner with and a Rory? friend of ours. Yeah, with Rory. <laughs> and I I looked at them and I was like, "You guys want to hear my queer head cannons about Bowser and all his children?" <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I was just listing which Mario characters were queer and in what way. I, oh, and it was just pure decisions. All of them. <laughs> well, you the well game? I would argue Mario's like peach straight. Mm. Yeah, true. Um, I'd say Peach is straight. Probably. I mean, she seems more like along for the ride of getting kidnapped. Mm. Yeah, well, here's okay. <laughs> we don't. Let's not let's not get into let's not get like really into my ideas of like Bowser <laughs> and the kidnapping thing. All right, but, on our newest right, podcast. Anyway. This is anyway. Rachel's episode. Yes, exactly. We'll, we'll branch off of exactly. that into our Ooh. podcast within a podcast uh, about Mario Ooh. gayness. Here's another one, and I know for a fact this one has a long and sordid past involving queer baiting. Uh, supernatural. Oh, Jesus. Why would you bring this up? I told, I specifically left that out because that's straight embarrassing. <laughs> you, you called me out minute one of this episode for my Twilight podcast. You want to come into my home? Choo-choo, get on the supernatural train. <laughs> I can't even remember anyone's names now. Oh, oh God, oh God. Dean and Cass, yes. No, like, li- a- well, Dean in general, like, has been just, like, the huge queer bait where it's just, mm. like, he has, like, these interactions with men where you're just, like, mm, that looks like a gay. And, and like, liter- like, it will literally be, like, him, like, get, 
he gets gay flustered around guys. Like, heart. Sorry for clapping. Like, he gets so flustered around guys. Like, the way he. Oh my gosh. I've seen a. In my time on Tumblr, I've seen a million bajillion gifs of just Dean and Cass together. And I'm just like, yeah, I've never looked at anyone like that and not wanted to fuck them. So, like, what's going on? <laughs> like, and, like, but they just. They, they refuse. They refuse because they're. And they keep, like. But then it's also funny because they'll, like, bring a woman onto the show for, like, a hot second, treat her like garbage, and then kill her for emotional drama. Yeah. And yeah, it's just yeah. like, there's what do you want? Of, what do you want? Do you love of, men or do you not love men? Like, it seems like both. A lot of problems with capital P about yes. that show. But our word is law here. You get to change everything right now mm. with a word. Ah, so thank you. Yes. <laughs> Dean and Katz are super duper in love. Every woman on that show that has been wielding a gun, big old gay. Every? Every single woman on Supernatural had to be gay. That was not an every, like, a question of, like, everyone? I don't know about that. That was more like, (gasps) everyone? Every single gun wielding badass bitch. Like, either bi, pan, gay, asexual, like, all of it. Everyone. All queer forever. Um, mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. That was oh, the wow. only thing that would make that show interesting again, I swear. They're canceling it. They're also canceling probably the next one you're making a face about. What's up? Oh, uh, Once Upon a Time. Yep, they're canceling that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stick around for the last season, but now I feel like I have to. Also because my little sister's watching it. Anyway, here are the gays. Um, <laughs> oh, us oh, list. oh, oh, okay. First... Uh, little known Mulan and Rapunzel, hardcore. And they like very. They have like this overlapping. Okay, because the whole show is like this. But like they have like, there's literally a scene where Mulan walks away from Rapunzel. Not Rapunzel. Jerry, I think it was Sleeping Beauty. Oh shit. I thought it was Sleeping Beauty. It is Sleeping like, Beauty. My bad. I'm so sorry to everybody on the show. Cut it. Oh cut my it. god. <laughs> anyway. Cut it like both Mulan and Rapunzel cut their hair off, which I was going to be like, and they cut the hair off. <laughs> but oh, Rapunzel did kind of give her, like, self the bi haircut, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway. This <laughs> <laughs> Call me out on this podcast. Anyway. Yeah, no, there's literally a scene of Mulan walking away from Sleeping Beauty, like, like, I think, like, Sleeping Beauty was going to her boyfriend or something, or she, like, had done, served her duty of protecting this woman for so, so long, like, emotionally, physically investing all of her time in this woman, and she looked heartbroken, ripped her heart out. It is still with Sleeping Beauty, because, like, they were in love. Like, there's not even a mention of Mulan. Like, she does not talk about a guy once, or even, like, any interactions with men is business. And, like, her with Sleeping Beauty is just all, like, comfort, protect, like, all these things that you would want in a, a sword-wielding girlfriend. Like, honestly, they are the image of a beautiful couple of, like, this badass sword-wielding awesome Mulan. And, then like, Sleeping Beauty is, like, all dressed up to the nines and bitching. Aren't we all just waiting for a sword-wielding girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Uh, final bonus round. And by round, I mean it's a one question. So you're into horror movies. What do you think is the gayest horror movie? Oh, I, I was, I was gonna say, yeah, like of classic horror guys. No, I mean knowing that 
they're murderers and we don't want to like wait oh of like villains or I mean, like, like just I want to hear both is all right, my all right. yeah. Which, whichever one you feel the most passionately about oh no honestly <laughs> I'm gonna say Jason cause like they drowned him for being ugly but I'm like that's not the case like everyone's ugly a little bit like there's ugly people they're allowed to live I think this boy was drowned for a reason and then he goes back and he kills all the straight people like <laughs> while they're fucking like like literally wow. Yeah, I watched all the Friday, almost all the Friday the Thirteenth, and you're like, "Wow, Rachel, how many? Eight. <laughs> well, wasn't it that he was like he was a kid and he was swimming, and then the yeah. two counselors were like, "Let's bone down instead of watching this child." And yeah, sure so this obviously guy. this guy so, hated straight people yeah, for the rest of his like demonic life. Absolutely. And same. Always like the only people he would spare sometimes was like one lone woman who didn't have sex because mm. they're still savable. Right. All right. That's the big old queer. (laughs) I'm glad that we solved uh, queer representation media once and for all. Now that every character is gay, Mm. I think that we really nip that in the bud back there. And like, it can only go uphill from here Ah. uh, because we're taking the uh, boardwalk train (laughs) up a hill. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Rachel. Do you have anything you want to plug? You can find me on Twitter or Tumblr, both the same. The Better Rachel. As in, there are other Rachels, but this is the better one. Yeah, it's because I'm sick of every time that someone's like, hey, Rachel, in a crowd, and I'm like, what? Me? Rachel? And they'll be like, nah, some other Rachel. Fuck you, Rachel Higgins. And I'll be like, (laughs) And they know my last name. I'm just an acne. (laughs) (laughs) So instead, now I'm the better Rachel because I own the name. Excellent. Nice. In two different places. Um, As always, if you think I'm funny or whatever, you can find me on Twitter at underscore glitter goblin underscore or on Instagram where I sometimes post art and selfies at glitter.goblin. And you can find this podcast on iTunes. If you're on iTunes, uh, you can rate, review, subscribe, tell tell all your friends. Heck yeah. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast, um, which is to say you search for that. Uh, and our Twitter handle is Gay Agenda Cast. Tell a queer friend about us that you think might like benefit from hearing about their community, or tell a straight friend who you think needs to learn a thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, and until next time, put this on your gay agenda. Fight the power. Love yourself. Try something new. Mm. Yeah. 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 Spice it up. Spice it up. <laughs> and that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist. Get on this gay train and roll up to the gay town in the way you're gonna go. And if people can either get on or get the fuck out.